It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is a Monday episode, and I'm excited. I'm having a good time. I'm, ma- I'm making memes. I'm making memes. Welcome to the Mothership Studio 22. Let's get it on a whole other week, folks. Woo! The puppet master, the perfectionist, Mark, and Super Mario Chris Cruz looking. Chris, you look like you're ready for summer, man. You look like you look all ready to rock and roll. Into the nether regions of all things insanity. Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, and I'll tell you about how I bitch slapped Chris Rock on live air. (laughs) It's Monday, and if it took uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith to get the focus off of World War III, if you took that one, if that was your bet, then you, my friend, are now a billionaire. But don't get too excited since we still live in a world where the dollar is worthless. States right now are all rolling out these bills to require digital ID as the Fed crashes the dollar to be replaced by a one-world digital currency. And everybody's talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock. This whole thing demonstrates once again that we are all sheep. Uh, You always got to pick a side, don't you? Change your profile picture, tell the world where you stand because I'm with the victim because ultimately we all see ourselves at the victim, as a victim. And I can hear most of you right now saying, I didn't even watch that nonsense. Who watches the Oscars? Well, aren't you so conservative, value virtuous as you type on your Chinese-made iPhone? I get it. So let's get caught up on what matters in the world. Katanji Brown Jackson is a pedophile-enabling communist that's about to be confirmed as a Supreme Court judicial activists. We still don't have names from Jelaine Maxwell's Rolodex. There's still no committee to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop. Americans make up 5% of the world's population, yet they consume 65% of the world's pharmaceutical drugs, and we have 19 different COVID-19 vaccines that are currently in some phase of development. Klaus Schwab still expects you to own nothing and be happy about it. Even the Democrats are now admitting that our elections are not secure. Hillary Clinton is still a free person, and I could keep going, but you get the point, so while we post our flags on our lower thirds. The puppet masters remain happy, fat, and wealthy, while Hollywood gives us a little taste of violence to keep us placated and occupied with our little trivial mud pies. And while I may not be a biologist, I still know that Will Smith hits like a girl. Pow! He smacked him right there. He put a twisted T in his hand. That's the meme I just made. You can check it out on my social media. Follow me for all the good stuff on Instagram. Hey, at least at least Chris Rock didn't piss off Alec Baldwin. You right? Posted that on the Twitter last night. I stayed up till one in the morning. Making memes and tweeting. I, I had a blast. People say, I can't believe you were watching that stuff. Well, shit happens. I was in a hotel last night and I was at a restaurant eating dinner alone at, a, at the hotel restaurant bars, a nice restaurant, and they, they had the Oscars on TV, and I said, can you change it? And they said, well, we got people who are watching it. And I looked up just in time to see the whole debacle. <clears throat> and I'm pretty good at reading lips. So I didn't need the Japanese unedited version to see Will Smith say, get my name's wife out of your mouth. And everybody, so I immediately, I made the Chris Rock flag, and I posted it up. And, of course, by you putting it up there, I stand with Chris Rock. Everybody's like, no, I stand with Will Smith. No, I was trolling all of you. 
to show how quickly you pick a side with something. Stop it. They're douchebags, both of them. They both have been on Epstein's airplane. Stop it. Stop picking a side. Jada Pinkett Smith wouldn't piss in your ear if your brain was on fire. And none of you, I mean, I like, you want to talk about not watching the Oscars? Well, all you people out there know she's got alopecia. Apparently, we can't find a biologist, but we know everybody's a dermatologist. I didn't know she had alopecia. I just thought she liked a short haircut and was hot. I've always thought she's pretty hot. Well, she got too skinny. Right, she got a little too, mm, but that's just me. She's still, I thought, I've always, ever since Nutty Professor, when uh, Sherman Clump said, oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I agreed with him. That's fine. Uh, I just thought she kept her hair short. What do I know? Because I don't keep up with those things. But apparently everybody, the alopecia people, like everybody today is an expert on alopecia. Am I even saying that right? Does anybody know? You, it, what's funny is it Chad, could be alopecia. I don't know. Out of out of everybody in this room, to my understanding, the only one that had alopecia from ages ten to thirteen was me. Really? Yeah. You were hairless. I was hairless. You were like one of those little cats. I was like a naked mole rat. You're like a you're like a Chinese crested. Yep. I love it. You're like one of those little dogs. And I got, I was telling Stu and everybody here, I was like, <laughs> the only worst thing that happens when you have alopecia is the needles that they stick in your uh. in your in your head. To make your hair grow. You poor, you're the victim, Chris. My head's blown. Yeah. Because now I know. (laughs) Now you know somebody that suffered from alopecia for three years. I just, I want to come pet you now. Now I just want to come pet you. And you got more hair than all of us. Oh, uh, that's keeps.com, people. Keeps.com. So anyway, your point being, why does it matter? It doesn't matter. Now, I'll tell you what does matter. I'll tell you what does matter. And again, it goes back to rules for thee and not for me. Now, everybody was patting Chris Rock on the back saying, ooh, good guy, he didn't press charges. It doesn't matter if he pressed charges or not. It's still assault. Okay? So, So they need to come out and say, oh, it was just a bit. It wasn't a bit. Now, I, I, I get now, it, it had the same effect, but they should still come out and say it was just a bit. Uh, if it's not a bit, that's assault. See, the victim doesn't determine whether or not the law is broken. If the law is broken, that's up to those who, who are there to uphold the law, to enforce it, okay? So he walks up on stage. We all saw it. He slaps him in the face, and that's that. Um, that's assault. It doesn't matter if the person presses charges or not. So again, you see one more element of the elites doing something in front of God and everybody, and they just get away with it. So he should have have been arrested, whether charges were pressed or not. Now, that's the world we live in. Am I saying that's right or wrong? No, no, no. I think you should be able to just jack somebody's jaw and defend your wife, if that's your reason. Now, again, excuse me while I don't hyperventilate over his chivalry, since he was laughing at the freaking joke to begin with until you saw Jada get pissed off. And then he's like, oh, somebody, Will ain't getting none tonight, so he's got to go up there and make a scene out of it. And right as he slapped him, Will was smiling too. So now, 
Do I think he meant for it to go the way it went? Because let's face it, his little act of chivalry to me fell as dead as Chris Rock's joke. All right. But but there he goes. He does it. And then he's got to turn around. And now he could have. I'm not going to armchair quarterback. I'm not going to armchair quarterback. I like to think that I might have had it in a, in a moment like that. I could have given him the look. I could have stood up and said, no, sir, that's not appropriate. But I'm not going to walk up on stage and slap somebody. And then they give him six minutes for an Oscar Awards acceptance speech, which is unheard of. I mean, when is that? Is that ever happened for anybody? And so, you know, it, maybe it was a setup on Will's part to, to get a little more attention on the thing. But still, it's still assault, bro. And it's black on black crime. And it's black on black crime. And it's not the first time Chris Rock's gone at Jada Pinkett Smith. Back when uh, Chris was telling me the story about back in 2016 when she was going to boycott the Oscars because Will wasn't nominated. And then Chris Rock pointed out the fact that she wasn't, it was like, she was like, uh, uh, what's her name? Rihanna's. Rihanna's uh, panties. Because she was not invited. Because he went, Chris said, that's like Rihanna's panties. I ain't invited there either. Because Jada Pinkett Smith wasn't invited to the Oscars on that one. Huh. <laughs> well, and out of the whole thing, Chad, you know, you have kind of messed the way I think and I look at other men. Yep. Here's a person that both of them are weak. They show no manhood. They show no true man. Like, right. You got one that I don't take serious. And then the other one that I thought he was a good human, but then he has some problem with his marriage that the whole world knows. Yeah. And the one thing that no, everybody seems to forget is there's been a buildup to yeah. this will. For the last three weeks, Hollywood has been attacking the Smith family. People keep forgetting that. So that's where when I see the conspiracy theories of this could have been planned and it was staged, well, Will, in order for him to lock in his last award because he's on the road to beat Denzel Washington and who confronted Will Denzel Washington. Right. I honestly do think that this was from beginning to end. It was orchestrated by Will's publicist. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think Chris Rock knew it was coming. I don't think he knew it was coming. So I think maybe the first opportunity, because he knew he's going to come at it. He had to, because that's Chris Rock's on stage. He's got to come at Will and Jada, right? So he knew that that's what he's going to do. First opportunity, he had to show out. So that's what you get. Um, hey, there you go. Now, I personally, I, I keep saying, let's bring back the duels. Um, uh, let's, um, you know, what would have been funny is if he'd have just like pulled one of those white lace gloves off of some lady's hand and walked up there and smacked him with that. Uh, but I get it. I get it. All right. Other things going on in the world. They're wanting to indoctrinate your children. Uh, bottom line, listen, we, we got to stop this. We, we, are, we are so just mm, consumed with the culture around us that underneath, as I said a little while ago, all this stuff is going on. Uh, well, in the next segment, uh, we're going to bring Adam Gillette on. Adam is the director. He's the head, president. I think he's all of those things, founder um, of... Uh, of ad accuracy in media. I went blank. I almost said advocacy. Uh, accuracy in media. I love them. AIM.org. 
AIM.org. We're going to talk to him. But can you play the clip of what their organization uncovered? This is behind the scenes, secret camera, exposing some public school teachers. Where? Not New York City. Not Los Angeles. Oh, no. Not Chicago. Idaho. Idaho. Play the clip. So this dumb new law doesn't mess with you guys? Not yet. Talking about CRT. Emotional learning. We can't say that here anymore. It's mental health. Oh, sorry. So social emotional learning. We already came for it. We already had a big blow up with that. So we still do. We just call it mental health. So it's just, you know, our mental health curriculum. Okay. Who's against mental health curriculum? Not me. If you are, then that really <laughs> Then you need mental health for Yes, you do. Yeah. So we're trying we're trying to make that transition um, to you know It's no, probably a bad word to mention here too. It's all mental health. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's just all the different words you have to use. And of course we don't do C <laughs> We don't. So yeah. Yeah. We're just learning how to worm around all of those weird things that are out there. I just went to a superintendent's meeting last week and the district was intentional to switch out uh, social-emotional learning to uh, behavior adaptations. Like they just hmm. changed the name? Changed the label, huh. same stuff. And I thought, it's kind of a bummer they have to do that, but yes. on the same hand, it's kind of brilliant. Heck yeah! <laughs> because they don't care about this, even though it's the same as this, but it's the label. Mm, 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 mm. what I tell you? Everybody came at me. Everybody came at me when I said social-emotional learning, just another way of repackaging CRT. Then we caught on to that. Now they're doing it. Adaptive behavior, mental health curriculum. It's all the same repackaged stuff. You do not want to miss what Adam Gillette is going to say. I guarantee you do not want to miss it when I have him on in the next segment, folks. Stay tuned for that interview. God, I'm pissed off right now. Ah, man. Where's Will Smith when you need him? The war in Europe is the kind of chaos foreign identity thieves love and an easy target are American homeowners. No, not your credit cards. That's small time stuff. These hackers want your homes. The crime is home title theft. It's exploding in the U.S. And no, You are not covered by homeowner's insurance or common ID theft services. The problem is this. The title to your homes are kept online. An identity thief knows his big payday is as easy as forging your signature, stating you sold your home to him. Now he's going to take out loan after loan against your home, and you won't know until the collection calls start or you get an eviction notice. How do you protect your home from title theft? Go to your county recorder's office and check your home's title every day. Of course not. Just register your address at HomeTitleLock.com to see if you're already a victim. This is how we protect our most valuable asset. I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com and see for yourself. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Adam Gillette when we return. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, As you know, back when I was campaigning, we hit a lot of small towns in Texas. We were in a lot of rural areas. And uh, it was very disconcerting to me when I would talk to the mayors or the council people or just the citizens of these rural areas. And they would tell me about people who were moving into the area with the express purpose 
of getting on school boards and running for office in this. Like, have you ever heard of Anna, Texas? Most people don't know where Anna, Texas is. You've never heard of Anna, Texas. But the mayor of Anna, he said, we've got people moving here from California with extreme liberal views who are coming here with the express purpose of getting on the school board so that they can uh, bring ideological change. Now, you don't believe that's happening. You see it in the big cities, but it's happening in the rural areas as well. And I want to prove the point to you. I want to bring on uh, my friend Adam Gallette here with... uh, with uh, accuracy in media. Adam, I'll tell you what, man, this is what you're uncovering is some very disturbing stuff. Now, on this show, I'm consistently telling people they got to be careful. Now, I was on social media recently and I, I compared things like social emotional learning to critical race theory. It's just rebranding and renaming. Welcome to the show. I want you to tell me what it is you're finding. Well, we've done hidden camera investigations in dozens and dozens and dozens of school districts across the country, primarily rural areas, primarily Republican areas. And what we found, even in states in which uh, critical race theory has been banned, they're still teaching it. And I'll tell you, the attitude of these administrators and of these teachers is that, to me, the school board doesn't even necessarily matter. Because, as you said, these folks are going to repackage it and rebrand it or just outright ignore the law. It's morally outrageous. So I've talked with a number of people and people have responded to me on social media when I bring this up and they say, where, where is this happening? What examples have you seen? So we were in Idaho and Tennessee most recently. We've released those videos on our website, aim.org. And what we saw consistently, as you said, administrators telling us that we're not going to let the law tell us what to do. We're not going to let the politicians tell us what to do. We do what we want in this district. These are the kinds of things that administrators, highly paid administrators of public schools tell us. And then as you alluded to, many of them say, well, they caught on to social and emotional learning being a Trojan horse for critical race theory. One gal said, well, now we just call it mental health. Who's against mental health? So they literally rebranded from critical race theory to social emotional learning, then to mental health. Others have told us outright, we're still teaching critical race theory. We're just not going to call it critical race theory. Yeah. And again, it speaks to, I don't know how you stop it. You could ban it. You could have the school board, but these folks are going to do what they want. Well, as long as we're cons- consistently and continually putting ideologues into positions of influence, especially over our kids' lives with the schools, uh, this is what is being packaged. This is the curriculum that's being proposed, and this is the curriculum that's being pushed. You can call it, as you said, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you can you can call sexual education gym class and get away with it in this day and age because it's all in how you label this thing. And, you know, we showed our viewers in the last segment, we showed them the clips that you, you ran – I mean, the audacity of this, people say, well, it's not a full-blown thing. And I keep saying, look, you know, it's like going to the farmer's market and you see, you see a little piece of, you know, a spot on a piece of fruit. You know, it, today's spot is tomorrow's rot. It may start out as a small thing that we excuse and sweep under the rug, but then all of a sudden you've got a full-blown problem like CRT. People have come at me consistently about calling social-emotional learning what it is. It's not the teacher's role to teach identity politics to your child in the school system, and you guys are uncovering that. What, are the, what do you think people need to be doing, not only to be aware, but to take action against things like this? That's a great question. First off, the, the other one we saw you kind of alluded to, New Zella, in states where they outright banned the 1619 Project, which is that package of lies from the New York Times. Instead, these schools sign up for a service called New Zella. Sounds innocuous, harmless enough. Well, New Zella just shares 1619 Project content, literally. 
into the classrooms. It's bonkers. Uh, but the solution is school choice. It's the only way around this. Because I'll tell you, meeting these administrators, I think in so many ways, people view their teachers, they view their school district the same way they view their congressmen. Congress as a whole, incredibly unpopular. Nobody likes Congress. But they want to believe my congressman's the good guy. It's the same thing with these administrators. You talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, they're nice, friendly, swell people who I think mean well. But what they view as well for your kid might not be the same thing that you view as well for your kid. The only solution is school choice. And the biggest obstacle to that, rural Republicans. Mm. Rural Republicans in Idaho, in Tennessee, in Texas, consistently block school choice because the biggest employers in their district usually is public education. What we need people to do is lean on their rhino Republicans who are terrified of getting unions upset at them, terrified of getting public administrators upset at them, lean on these rural Republicans and get them to support school choice. Our schools are inherently broken and families deserve a way out. Adam, you should probably be hosting this show because you're echoing every sentiment that I say on a daily basis with this. You know, I'm too Jewish to wear a cowboy hat. Couldn't do it. <laughs> you never know till you try it on, man. I'll tell you, it brings out your inner Gentile. You can never tell. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm telling you, man, this this is a situation where, you know, you're not dealing with some 49 years old. When I was in school, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have social media, right? Uh, we didn't have the political influences in the mainstream media and, and big tech coming at us from every angle in the way that we do now. So this isn't Mrs. White from your fourth grade class we're dealing with anymore. And even those who are, many educators are, let's just say, being deceived by their school boards and the people who are putting the curriculum out there, it's be because it's being masked and, and labeled and packaged in a way that looks innocuous and innocent and very helpful to the student, right? We want to we give them all the good things in life that they're not getting at home. It sounds very altruistic, but it's insidious. And I think that folks need to wake up to this. How can people best get involved with what you're doing and expose themselves to the truth that you're revealing? Sure. We've got an action alert right now on our website, aim.org, where you could send one message that goes to your state rep, state senator, governor, and so forth, and tells them that you want school choice. Because this CRT thing is whack-a-mole. You ban one thing, they label it as something else. They're going to do that again and again and again. Even if you had a perfect curriculum, these administrators tell us, well, we just bring in outside source materials. So even if the curriculum is whatever, we don't care. We're going to bring in whatever content we want. We get administrators who tell us, well, at the end of the day, the teacher can just close the door and do what they want. Well, if that's the case, doesn't matter if you have your school board, doesn't matter if you have the administrators. The teachers can close the door, do what they want. Who cares what the curriculum is when these guys are going to bring in their own leftist stuff and indoctrinate your child? And the problem is you go to parent-teacher night, you see these teachers, they seem like swell people because they are, as I said, they are nice, kind people. They're just so dramatically, ideologically different from you, from the mainstream, probably from what you want for your kid, that it's inherently problematic. The only way around it his choice, even if you don't want to send your kid to a charter school or a private school with a voucher and so forth, just having increased competition will force these schools to improve. And you made such a great point talking about sex ed and mental health. Our schools are failing. You look at the amount of money we spend, our schools are failures. They can't teach reading, writing, and arithmetic. You think they're qualified to teach mental health? You think they're qualified to teach, you know, problematic, really involved racial issues? These guys can't do math. 
Yeah. It's insane that they would even try it. Yeah, no, 69% of, of high school graduates, quote-unquote graduates in Baltimore, Maryland, are illiterate. They can't read past the first grade level. Um, th- this this is the thing, and you want these people to be indoctrinating your student, your child. The question that I have is, do you believe that the public school system, as it stands today, can be saved and salvaged, or or do we scrap the thing and just start over again? What is the possibility? It's it's going to sound pessimistic, but I, having been to dozens and dozens of school districts in a multitude of states, it cannot be saved. Newt Gingrich, who I often disagree with, put it really brilliantly one time when he said that public education basically exists as a means to embezzle tax dollars from taxpayers and give it to left-wing candidates. Mm. You know, you look at the stats, as you said, kids don't read, kids can't do math, they don't learn. But what do these schools do well? Well, every two weeks without fail, the teachers get paid. They don't screw that up. Every paycheck without fail, a portion gets taken out, given to the union. Every two years without fail, that union maxes out to big government left-wing candidates. Why pretend that public education exists to educate kids when they don't do that well at all? The only thing they do well is take tax dollars and give them to left-wing candidates. That is what public education, unfortunately, exists for. Are there good teachers who do wonderful things despite the odds? Absolutely. But they are the exception, not the rule. And in Texas, especially, your public Mm. education system is insanely bureaucratic. You have school districts every five feet. You got another one. They all have big, massive buildings and fancy cars in the parking lot for their six figure salaried administrators. I don't know why the Fort Worth metro area needs to have 45 school districts when in other states they would get by with just one. But that means 45 superintendents and assistants and bureaucratic folks. You got six equity officers in the Fort Worth School District. Fort Worth, Texas has six highly paid equity officers. What the heck are those guys doing if not critical race theory? I love you, dude. And you know what? People are going to think, Adam, they're going to think that I vetted you and we like shared answers and had a conversation. This is the first time you and I have had a conversation. And I'm telling you, they're going to think that I prepped, prepped you as a guest. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. We're going to share this far and wide because you, my friend, are echoing everything that makes my heart beat today. Adam Gillette, make sure you're following AIM.org. Get involved. Thank you, Adam, for being on the show. You're a blessing, brother. God bless you. Hey, truly an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hey, if somebody relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. Life insurance can give you peace of mind that if something happens to you, your loved ones would have financial cushions or, you know, say for rent or mortgage payments, loans, education costs, everyday expenses. Having life insurance through your job may not be enough. Most people need up to 10 times more coverage to properly provide for their families. Typically, life insurance gets more expensive as you age, so it's smart to get a policy policy sooner rather than later. Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find the find and buy the insurance you need. Click on the link in the description of this show or head to policygenius.com slash chad. Answer a few questions. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The team of licensed experts at Policy Genius will help you understand your options and apply for the policy you choose. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered. Head to policygenius.com slash Chad. Get your free life insurance quotes to see how much you could save. Be right back.
Welcome back. Uh, folks, I don't know if you got the message or not, but our commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, he's here to kick ass and drink insure, and he just ran out of insure. Chris, play the clip. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain <coughs> power. Hey, Joe Biden, you remember when you were a kid, you went to go shopping at the grocery store with your mom, and sometimes you'd get into a cookie aisle instead of reaching for the Oreos, which is what you really wanted. She'd get you those off-brand Hydrox cookies down on the low shelf. You remember those? Uh, the ones that kind of had that Oreo sandwich cookie look about them, but they tasted like they were made with sadness and wall spackling. That's our current president, folks. When you're shopping in the store for presidents, this guy, he's, a, he's not even on the cookie aisle on the bottom shelf where they don't care if you shoplift it. He's in the bargain bin hanging around somewhere at the bottom beneath the rummage through Franklin Roosevelt's and Jimmy Carter's. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, says the man who's supposed to have one finger on the pulse of American foreign policy abroad and the other finger on a nuclear button and instead has crammed all his fingers up where the sun don't shine, apparently. Now, the real question that's on everyone lip, or everybody's lips right now is whether or not Biden meant what he said. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and the upper echelon of the administration have assured us that Biden was only commenting on how terrible Putin is, but not suggesting regime change. And hey, that could be. Who the hell knows what's going on inside the head of Joe Biden right now? It definitely could be that the case that this is Biden letting the cat out of the bag on some wartime activity we're about to engage ourselves in as a nation. If so, you need to be asking yourself where you stand on that right now because providing humanitarian aid to a war-torn country and even providing weapons to them is a whole lot different than us deciding that we're going to wade in and try to wrestle the bear to the ground in a normal ground fight it would wouldn't really be much of a question probably but of course we got the whole nuclear situation to worry about with putin so that sort of complicates things in a major way, wouldn't you say? I have no doubt that Joe Biden is capable of landing us in a terrible and probably unnecessary war. He's shown himself extraordinarily adept at doing shit like that so far, and it's barely been a year. But I also kind of have to imagine that a big part of him saying what he said is that he wants to, he wants to have one of those tear down this wall moments like Reagan had in the penultimate moments of the Soviet Union. And, of course, you also have to think that he's got every famous uplifting movie speech he's ever heard rolling around in there as well. The full version might go a little something like this. Corn Putin was a bad dude, and I, I kicked his ass. He used to run his, 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 finger, his fingers through the hair on my legs. No joke, man. And Frodo's going to get the ring to Mordor, man. He's, he's go-to for God's sake, man. A, a day may come when the courage of men and, and women and transgenders and, and Latinx, when they fail, man. No joke. Maybe it's fate that today is the 4th of July and we're, we're fighting for our freedom from enunciation, renunciate, you know, the thing. And we'll fight them in the trenches and we'll fight them on the beaches, especially those nude beaches, man. That's where we're taking the fight, man. No joke, because this is serious. This is part of what it means to be an American patriot. No joke, man. Let's go, Brandon. Wow. That could have come right. 
That could have come right out of his mouth. Do we have... I don't know if we do. I'm going to look real quick. Uh, well, the other thing that we saw before um, Will slapped Chris <laughs> was, the, was Joe Biden eating pizza all weekend long with the troops in Poland and getting choked on a jalapeno pepper. Now, I mean, that's my interpretation of what happened. You know, first of all, here's the commander-in-chief who, the, the, you know, the, the person who's the highest in command eats last. And here he is feeding his face. But the iconic look on these soldiers' faces, these military members' faces, while he's choking on that thing, and this redheaded kid in front who's doing everything he can to hold it in, watch him right here when he turns around and takes a look. Like, is the president dying? No, he's all right. It's just Joe. It's just Joe. It's just Joe being Joe. Can I have, can I have a little cup of water? A little sippy cup here? Look at Joe. Go oh, my God, that's a hot pepper. And then he tries to continue on. His, now he's got to wipe his eyes with the napkin. What the F are we looking at right here? That is the epitome of Scranton Joe, lunch pale Joe eating his pizza like a little old man at the old folks' home. Somebody call hospice. This guy is on life support. What are they doing? Are they putting him in like a cryogenic freeze chamber and getting him, putting him on Air Force One and then toting him? I mean, what in the fresh hell is going on here with Joe Biden? Joe Byron! <laughs> He said they wouldn't let him go across the border into Ukraine. No shit, Joe. Uh, maybe we don't want you crossing into uh, a war-torn country as the, uh, as the leader of the free world. Uh, maybe, just like all your gaffes that are going to get us all killed, uh, you don't need to be stepping foot into a war zone, which could be interpreted as an act of aggression. You know, like when Napoleon stepped on the battlefield, they knew that some stuff was about to go down. So maybe, Joe, stay in Delaware. For the love of God, stay in Delaware and shut up. <clears throat> now, the next story I'm going to tell you is absolutely unbelievable. According to Reuters, T-Mobile is firing anyone who is not fully vaccinated on April 2nd. That's why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. In fact, they're the only mobile provider that actually still believes in the Constitution. I don't know that the others ever did. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as the major carrier, so you get the same great nationwide coverage, plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting your right to free speech. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and for our first responders and veterans, our heroes. Go to patriotmobile.com chad, or you can call them. 972-PATRIOT, and uh, you get a free activation with the offer code C-H-A-D. I spell it CHAD. You veterans and first responders are going to save even more. Make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, shares your values. PatriotMobile.com. Call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash CHAD. Right back. 
All right, folks, welcome back. I want to talk about me. I don't do that enough. <laughs> I don't talk about... Yes, I shaved. I know. I got to grow that back out. I don't... Either that or I got I to lose all this stuff going on right here, Chris. What is this? I need to... I, I don't know. I got turkey neck. I'm getting older, man. But I uh, spent the last four days, Round Top, Texas. Got to give a shout out to my friends at the Glamp Inn. So what they do there, now Round Top, that's Antiques Week. It goes on through April 2nd this year. And normally we provide we perform down there at Zap Hall and um, have a good time. Just like 12 miles of nothing but antiques on the side of the road. These people set up, and it's a nonstop party. Crowds of Texas. It's just a great Texas festival is what it is. You go find all kind of stuff from jewelry to vintage clothing to antiques to primitive pieces. You you redo your whole house down there. It's a lot of fun. Thousands of people there, and I love it. Um, so I was down there for a few days and uh, just had a blast. But Glamp in what they do is they bring those Shasta trailers and teepees inside of a big warehouse. They've got them there. And you just rent one of those things and you stay in it. it it's like glamping. It's, it's camping indoors. It's awesome. And it's comfortable. You got beds in there and the whole thing. But you have to bring like your own bedding and your own stuff, your own towels and all that. It's just a bare mattress, which is cool. But it's nice, man. And my friends have that place. But anyway, we've been booking shows, man. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and the Texas legend Steve Helms and Ben McPherson. And censorship sucks, man. I really, we're getting back into doing some live shows. You know, I, I'm kind of thinking of this show that we're going to start doing as kind of like uh, stories around the campfire, but with a big crowd out there. And I, t I told my guy this booking, I said, I kind of want to stay in Texas for right now. I don't want to go to all these woke states. Because they're killing us. Um, so I'm going to give you just a quick schedule. And help me share the word, okay, if you know, folks. So we're starting back April 29th. I'm going to be at Dosido -Si -Do in the Woodlands. That'll be my sixth appearance there. Always a sellout crowd. You need to go to watchchad.com and get your tickets. Uh, then, I don't want to leave any of these out. Uh, I am going to be in uh, May 25th. Got a big break there. Going to be Off the Hook Comedy Club for two shows, Naples, Florida. Uh, and then on, here's where it gets busy, June 3rd, Belton, Texas. All right. Then on June 4th, we're going to be in Bernie, Texas. Then June 11th with Troy Aikman, Blake Shelton, a whole lot of other folks. Highway to Henrietta in Henrietta, Oklahoma. Uh, then June 17th, going to be in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Then July 9th, we're going to be in Fort Smith, Arkansas. July 15th, going to be in Goliad, Texas at Schrader Hall. And on and on and on it goes. we got tons of dates that are going to be coming in. So stay tuned. The links are going to be up soon as they come in. Watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. I want you to come. Listen, Texas. Listen, Oklahoma. Listen, Arkansas. Got more and more stuff coming. I want you to come join us at a show. Working on a San Angelo date right now had to reschedule it working on another waco date all kinds of stuff going on i love getting out getting on the road having a good time and uh, we've got the original songs we've got tons of original songs a lot of them you've never even heard before they're fun they're funny and uh, if you want to hear live versions of i can't afford that shit <laughs> or i want to be a woman and compete things like that you're gonna have to come see us out there live funny stories good times and uh, good music. So watch chad.com. Ah, uh, give me a TikTok, Chris. Woke me.
So I'm a member of a DID system and for me right now that means that in the coming months I am going to be able to watch some of my best friends and some of my closest companions get the body of their dreams that matches their gender, that makes them feel happy, and in exchange I'm going to have to give up my own. I'm cisgender, the majority of my headmates aren't, and we've decided to transition. Which means that as happy as I am for the men in my system, I am about to have to watch myself go through the wrong puberty. Uh, <laughs> and it's gonna be permanent! I don't think we talk enough about how DID gets rid of a person's bodily autonomy. You know, I hear people say all the time, the one thing you have control over is your own body and your own reactions, and I don't have that. This isn't my body, these aren't my reactions or my memories. I have like 30 people living in my brain and everything I do belongs to us as a group. That's what's so hellish about this disorder. My parents fucked me up and now I will never have full bodily autonomy. Anyways, um, everybody say congratulations to the men in my system because they get to transition and we're happy for them. That is sad. That is sad. That is a mental disorder. Even she referred to it as a, as a disorder. And, of course, blame the parents, which, hey, could be some parent issues, could be some parenting issues. I don't know. But, look, as much as, as, much as we want to come on here and, and poke fun, right, and we do, this is sad to me. Like, there are people who come at and they're kind of militant, you know, and, and, like, those are the people we go at. This girl is tormented. By all intents and purposes, from what we're observing here, this girl's tormented. This is something where we have got to come together, somehow find a way, and get some help for these mental issues that are going on. Stop making mental dysphoria so taboo. I don't care if it's depression or anxiety. You know, people don't, men don't want to admit when they're depressed. Guys, come on. There is no weakness in these things. There are mental dysphorias that are out there. We've got to stop making them taboo. And what we're doing is we're trying to normalize this stuff so that it's no longer taboo at all. But you get what you just saw right there. This person who literally does not know how to live their life. That to me, watching that, and I pray to God I'm wrong, that's like watching a suicide note being played out in front of the public on social media. We cannot continue in the name of wokeness, in the name of ideology, in the name of inclusivity, in the name of equality. We cannot continue to tolerate this kind of thing when these people out there are literally begging for help. Come on. Folks, let's put our ideologies aside and let's do what we've got to do because there's people out there all around us who are screaming for it. I love y'all. I really do. I love y'all. I love everybody. This breaks my heart. Be right back. Still getting our groove, uh, getting in the groove for our overtime segments that happen on Fridays, but only on Blaze TV. So I want you to go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code MORECHAD. Save $15 off your annual subscription. Pretty good deal. Uh, and we're working on it, man. We're getting there. I appreciate the hard work these guys have put in on production. And, um, yeah, trying to make sure we stay relevant and give you guys some stuff that you can use in your day-to-day uh fight against this cultural ideology nonsense uh watch chad.com's where all the fun stuff is go shopping at 
uh, chatonblaze.com and uh, get some of your new merch. We've always got new stuff coming out. New stuff coming out, baby. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow night, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Until then, we love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.